Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We honor you tonight. We give you glory once again for the privilege you've granted unto us to come before you, to be part of this speakings and this move and this outpouring of your spirit for this new day. We just worship you, Father, that you can find us worthy to be part of a company of people that can hear your voice, that can be part of your speakings and your move in the earth. We acknowledge this day as a sacred day, as a day where you are bringing direction and an influence of your speakings to us. We listen, we hearken, and we respond to that which your spirit is saying. Grant us this evening, O God. A quieting spirit, a heart that is willing to hear and to respond, and the heart that is close to your heartbeat. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, that tonight once again you will speak to us and we will hear and respond and not be disobedient to that which your spirit is requiring and demanding of us in this season. We thank you. We bless you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, uh, just before I go into what we have for tonight, I'm just quickly going to send a, um, a link to Facebook to, know, to let people know that we are live so that they can connect with us for those who would like to connect with us. What a what a what a time we had this afternoon! What an impartation! What a release of God's word! I'm going to be continuing from where we stopped this afternoon. I'm going to be continuing from there, and we'll just see how the Spirit of God once again will help us to go further and build a strong spiritual momentum that can take us further into this uh, um, very relevant word that heaven is downloading and speaking to us in this. New day. There's no doubt that we are in a time where the Spirit of God is speaking to us in such an outpouring, you know, expression of the heartbeat of the Father. And I and I think that if we will obey and listen and hearken to that which the Spirit of God is saying to us in this season, we will be able to enter into that confluence, into that arena where we can hear, where we can respond, where we can really adjust our heart and be part of that which the Spirit of the Lord is demanding of us. These are days where the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us in regards to you know, the, 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 the mind of the Father, the mind of the Father is becoming more clear. The mind of the Father is becoming more, you know, more, more relevant to us. And, and I believe that the more we allow the Spirit of God to speak and give us that insight into that which the Spirit of God is, is, is requiring and is, is demanding, that we will be able to actually enter into that position of rest. Because I believe that rest is one of the things that we, we, need, to, we need to have. Excuse me. All right, I'm just quickly sharing the link on Facebook. All right, we need to have rest. We need to have tranquility. We need to know where we are. We need to know where the Father is 
in the days that we live in so that we are not caught unawares, we are not caught unprepared. We want to be a part of that company of people or that are traveling, that are journeying with the Lord, that are that are that are that are that are moving closer, all right, even into that sphere, into that arena of of you know of, of the day of the appearing of the Son of Man. And therefore I believe that as we allow our, our, our hearts to connect to that which the Spirit of the Lord is emphasizing in this day, all right, we will not be really carried away by all that is happening in the external world. Okay. We've got to build that spiritual inner you know, capacity and stability to enable us to be able to journey further. Like I said this morning, a season is closing. Heaven is shutting down a season, and in the in the day where the where the where the, where we are seeing all right the, the closure of a season, we will continue to see an acceleration of prophetic activity. And one of those prophetic activity is the is the rapidness of the judgment of God. Okay, like I've been saying that the judgment of God does not necessarily mean condemnation. But that judgment is going to bring us to a place where we need to decide for God. We need to make a choice. We need to we need to we need to ask ourselves some very pertinent, important question. Where do we go from here? What are we going to do in terms of navigating the next seasons of God? I believe that as we allow our heart, okay, to respond to what the Spirit of God is demanding and is requiring of us in this day, okay, that we will not be found among them that will be condemned. Rather, we will embrace the judgment of God, one of the concepts we see in the word of God is that the Bible says we need to fall on the rock, okay? When we fall on the rock, that is a, that is a, that is a, that is a type of, you know, of judgment that, that is done through prophetic understanding, okay? When we have a clear prophetic understanding and we fall on the rock and we allow the rock to break us, okay? That allow us to, to, you know, to enter into the seasons that God is demanding and requiring of us in terms of, you know, moving in proximity, moving in agreement, move, moving all right, in humility into, into the arena of, of God's intention. But the Bible says if the rock actually fall on us, all right, we will be crushed. We'll be crushed and we will be blown, you know, like powder into the air. In other words, we come into a day, into a time where we become irrelevant. So we, we, we want to come into that day where we, we surrender ourselves. All right. There are two concepts of judgment that is happening. All right. There, there is a judgment that is coming, you know, based on not responding to that which the Spirit of the Lord has been saying to us, based on that which the Spirit of the Lord has been demanding. Okay. God has been demanding that we change our wine scheme that we we change our values that we change how we do things that we change the way we respond that we change the way we see all right and we've not been responding we've not been we've not been following we've not been hearing all right god has been sending his prophet he's been speaking to us but we've not been responding and so god will begin to allow certain things to happen in our life okay in in in, in reflection of his judgment in his mercy to correct us and so therefore, some of the things that we're going to be seeing right now that will be taking place or that, that is already taking place within the church, okay, that we are seeing as, oh my good God, is this church scattering? What is happening to that family? What is happening to that business? In fact, it is a call of God's mercy, all right? In the natural, it may seem as if, you know, this person is being condemned. No, no, it is the mercy of God being expressed in judgment. Remember, the Bible says some will be saved by fire. 
Alright? The Bible says in the last day that our works will be tried by fire. So as God continued to release certain certain degrees of persecutions and 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 test here and and temptations there, alright, they are to wake us up, alright, to allow us to come into a day of awakening. Because indeed, a lot of us today, and I'm including myself, we found ourselves in a state of stupor, in a state of slumbering. And therefore, we no longer or, uh, 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 respond to the speakings of God, to the demand of God, to the, you know, to the, to the requirements of the Spirit, to the demand of the hour. We've, we've, we, 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 we've become a generation that is sleepwalking, such that you know, you know, the powers of darkness and the humanistic system today, they've almost hijacked you know, the things of God before our very eyes. So what God is doing right now is he's tearing things, alright? He's tearing our nest, okay? God will allow certain things to begin to happen within and around our life, okay? That will call us to action, that will call us to wake up. The Bible says as the bridegroom delayed the ten virgins, they went into slumber. The ten virgins went into slumber. Notice the virgins are supposed to be a reflection of who we are, the church. Ten of them, the Bible says, ten were wise, ten were foolish. Both the wise and the foolish went into slumber. The Bible says, all right, as they went into slumber, suddenly the oil that they were supposed to be journeying with, with their lamp, amen, dried up. Such that when the trumpet, when the voice of God, when, 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 when the town crier, all right, when the prophetic voice began to sound and said, hey, wake up. The master is here. The bridegroom is here. As they woke up, suddenly, five, you know, you know, Bible says, you know, five realized that, wait a minute, we have no more oil. We need to go buy oil. They've, 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 they've lost their relevancy. They have lost their anointing. They've lost all right, their ability, their capacity. They've lost their, you know, the, the sense of, of, of relevancy. And that is what is happening right now okay, to a lot of people. You will agree with me that so many, so many men of God, so many churches have become like those foolish virgins all right, who have lost relevance. They've lost the oil. They've lost, they've lost the sense of, 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 of an awakening, of, of the readiness, of the speakings of God. They've They've lost the sense of righteousness, and that's why, all right, they will do all kinds of things. Like so, they will go to the witch of uh, the, the witch of Endom, all right, to gain power, to gain, you know, uh, uh, some kind of authority, and uh, and you know, all kinds of you know things that they're doing in in the name of the prophetic. They 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 are consulting, okay, all kinds of funny spirit, okay. They they they're consulting familiar spirit. They're consulting, or right, you know, witches and wizards. They're going to all kinds of places just to get power because they need to sustain these big things that they have built that they have no capacity okay to you know to you know to, to to you know to keep alive and so people are doing all kinds of things okay to just to you know to maintain their status to maintain their power to maintain the position to maintain their influence meanwhile god says i want to bring those things to an end so that you can wake up into the realization that you're not transition And so we, we, we need to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is doing in this day. Like I said, these are days where God is about to close a season. I've said it again. I'm going to say it again. 
the closure of a season does not necessarily mean the closure of 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 of, of the world. It's not it's not the end of the world. All right, God God speaks to us. He moves, Amen. In seasons, that which He does are done in season. The the comings of God are in season. And right now, God is coming to us, Amen. In a season, and this season is shutting down, Amen. The past season, this season that is coming in, all right, is making a demand on every order of every value of every standard that we have walked in that we have believed everything that we have done in time past okay that does not measure up to the current reality to the current demand to the current speakings of god to the current requirements of the spirit will be judged Everything about our life right now is being examined, is being examined under the microscope of heaven, under the prophetic, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 Raider of, of, of God. Heaven is scanning our life. Is scanning how we do church. Our motives. Our you know passions. Our desire. Everything about our life right now. Some people may say well. You know, things have just been the same. They say from the days the fathers fell asleep, things have been the same. Not knowing that all right, the, the, the delay of God, in fact, it is for it is for it is for God, amen, to extend his mercy to us so that we don't find ourselves being condemned in the day, amen, of, of judgment. And so we've got to we've got to really wake up to that which the Spirit of the Lord is demanding and saying in this season. I want to read a couple of scriptures tonight as we continue to look into this order because uh, I don't believe that what is going on right now across the world, across our nation, amen, is accidental. No, no. There is is a demand. There is a requirement. There's a proximity. There's a a clarity. God is speaking to us about what is happening. God will continue to judge his church. God will continue to judge his church. In fact, uh, there's a scripture I quickly want to read. I quickly want to read the scripture because I think the scripture will give us a kind of a, you know, a, a, a you know, a foundation and, uh, you know, an understanding, you know, perspective into what God is doing. The Bible says, all right, the days are coming where judgment will begin from the house of God. First Peter, first Peter chapter four, verse 17, he says, for, for, for it is time. He said, for it is time for judgment to begin, uh, you know, at the household of God. For if it begins, with us what will be the outcome of those who, who do not obey the gospel of God. I mean, this is a standard. You see, the church is the standard of God for a nation. The church is the standard of God for a society. The church is the standard of God's righteousness, of God's, you know, d- you know demand, God's value, God's, you know, a, a, a blessing. If God wants to do anything within a society, within a nation, he starts with the church, all right? If God wants to bless a people, bless a society, he starts by blessing his church. If God wants to prosper a society is start by prospering his church come on when god wants to you know do something mighty in the land is start by you know uh, 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 you know from his church that's why god says you know will he do anything excuse me without without consulting his church i mean he will go god is god was on his on his on his way to, you know to to you know to, to to scan a nation sodom and gomorrah to see indeed if what he has been hearing hallelujah is in is is you know is is being confirmed by the attitude and the character of the people but god will not go to sodom and gomorrah without first consulting amen his representative called abraham the bible says will god do anything Without, without showing to his own servant, to his own friend, 
So we've got to understand here that when, when we're dealing with judgment, we're dealing with something that is very sacred to the heart of God. We're dealing with something all right, that defines okay, the, the, the measuring standard of God. The church is the measuring, is the yastic of God's, of God's move, of God's counsel. Of, if, if you want to see the move of God, you want to see the power of God, you want to see God move in the nation, you want to see God hallelujah, you know, walk in a nation, you want to see, you want to, you want to in fact, if you want to test the quality quality of a, of a society, if you want to test, amen, the, the spiritual you know, vibrancy, if you want to test the, the, the economic life, you want to test the leadership life of a society, of a nation, look at the church. The church represents everything a nation, a, a nation is. That's why the state of the church is very, very important and critical to the things of God. God would do nothing. All right? if, if you see something happening within a nation, first of all, you need to look at the church. You need to look at the church because the church will define all right, the, the, the temperature of God's move, of God's counsel, of God's speaking. All right? If a nation is, 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 you know, is reflecting on godliness and perversion and wickedness, you just need to look at the church that is represented within that nation. All right? the, 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 the nation hallelujah, does not exist outside the spiritual influence of a church. And that's why I kept saying that what is happening today in my own country, Nigeria, is, is you know, in terms of judgment, how I wish, how, how I wish, we're all praying all right, that things will suddenly change in Nigeria. But I tell you, the sin of our fathers, the sin of, 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 of leaders in Nigeria has reached a peak as rich to the nostril of God that God literally has come down to judge the house and that judgment like I said is not condemnation the judgment is to awaken the church is to is to stir the heart of the church in fact it is to stir us back to jealousy so that that which God told us that which God wants to uh, uh, do in terms of God's prophetic counsel for Nigeria will not be destroyed and will not be hijacked all right so that when we wake up and realize that my good God we have, I, I was listening to a man of God, you know, just before the election. He was praying, you know, this this man with big church, you know, they are, they are all running after big church, big auditorium. So they're praying, you know, that God should intervene, you know, uh, uh, for the coming election. And they're praying for the justice system of Nigeria. They're Praying, excuse me, praying for you know those in politics, and they're praying for everybody. You know, God should move, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear that they will actually pray and repent on behalf of the church. Nothing. And I said, see, this is the blindness that we're talking about. I mean, how can you be so sighted to the point that you are ignorance of the state of the church? Now, when, 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 when a nation, when a nation or when a people get to the point where they no longer recognize and see themselves, all right, as the culprit, when the church no longer see themselves, all right, as, as the one, you know, I, I like, I like, I like the prayer, you know, of, of Solomon. In in in, in 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 you know in Chronicles, it says we have seen. He said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves. I mean, if you look at the prayer of Nehemiah, it says, we have seen. Now, when you are praying regarding the state of a nation and you cannot include yourself there as a church that have committed the crime, that have in fact perpetrated the crime, it, it shows how, 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 how blind you are. It shows how far you've gone in terms of, you know, relig religious spirit. It shows how far you have gone, all right, in perpetuating that spirit of 
a Pharisee. And that is what I see today. All right. That a lot of people, they talk about, you know, what, you know, Boko Haram is doing in, 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 in Nigeria. What, you know, the terrorists are doing. What these are doing. What they are doing. But wait a minute. What has the church done? What has the church done to have warranted God to have allowed, all right, you know, th- th- these ungodly people, you know, to, you know, to, 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 to rip the nation, to rip the land, to, you know, to begin to, you know, judge. And, 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 I mean, I could remember years back when I was in Nigeria, and, you know, I was still pastoring there, and I remember I was telling the people, I said, a day is going to come if we continue the way we are doing business. A day is going to come that God is going to awaken, all right, the ungodly to start judging us. And, and in fact, what I said back then, I said, they will start throwing bombs to our churches. These big things that we are building and we are looking onto and we are, we have, we are so exalted, all right, these fat cows of Bashans that we have imported, these towers of Babel that we are building, I said, a day is going to come that they will begin to judge that order. Not, 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 not less than three years. I'm, those prophecies went forth. I begin to hear. I mean, it was in South Africa when I begin to hear that there's a group called Boko Haram that they're bombing churches. There, and I'm saying to myself, God have mercy on us. What am I saying? I'm saying if a nation. All right, that is supposed to be guarded by the church, by the fathers, are not in position. God start judging not just the nation; He start judging that church because the church is supposed to be the light. The church is supposed to be that city that is set on the hill. The church ought to be the standard. When God wants to move, God wants to bless. God wants to speak. God wants to shift. All right, His prophetic program for a nation because you see, every nation is armed with a prophetic program that is that is something that God has designed every nation every society for I came to this nation of South Africa because of God's prophetic program not because this nation is a greener pasture. No, no, no. Not because this, this nation is greener than Nigeria. No, 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 no. I came here because there was a cry. There was a cry. Somebody said in, in, my, in, my, in my vision, come over to South Africa. South Africa needs engineers. So that began to tell me all right, that God has an interest. He has a vested interest over this nation. And he's deploring people. He's sending people that will, that will restructure all right, that which has been destroyed. That will rebuild that which has been shattered. Okay? The broken walls, the bond gates of this nation, amen. God wants it to be restored, and therefore He begins to deploy His engineers, His apostles, His prophets, all right, and say, You go. Now, as God is sending His men, the devil is also sending His men, and we have seen how far what the enemy has done, what the false apostles and the false prophets have done in the nation to the point that today the, the leaders are pointing at the church, and not just pointing at the church, in fact, they are pointing at all right, you know, ministers from other, other countries, uh, particularly from my country, Nigeria, and say, these people have come to destroy our people. They've, and I don't blame them because indeed there are facts to prove that most of our people, most of the people who claim that they have come from, you know, West Africa, you know, to do church in South Africa, in fact, are really destroying the life and the destiny of the people. And that's why God will raise people like us to raise a standard, to raise our voice and begin to speak and begin to cry against the force order and that's why you will hear me speak with such passion because I tell you in this new day God is saying he will no longer allow or right, false representation he will no longer allow falsehood he will no longer allow false shepherd false prophet false apostle he will no longer allow them all right to stand and to represent his, his, his order and his voice at the gate it's time all right for the guards at the gate to shift God is speaking and we need to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying and that's why 
you know, all that we've been talking about in terms of judgment, I'm really bringing it into context. I'm not just speaking, all right, you know, on, on a, on a, on a, on a surface level, I want you to understand the doctrine of divine judgment because the Bible says judgment will begin from the house of God. And the judgment we saw amen, that Jesus carried out in his own day, the Bible says he took a whip. <laughs> he entered the temple amen, and he began to whip the people. He began to, you know, you know, clear the temple. He says, you, you, you my, my father's house is supposed to be a place of prayer. He says, you have turned it. You turn it to a dance of lion, the dance of thief. You turn it. You see, so these people that we're talking about, they have the power, they have all right, the ungodly power to turn righteousness into unrighteousness, to turn you know godliness into ungodliness, to turn you know a, a, a righteousness into perversion. The Bible says they will go to the ends of the earth, all right, to win a proselyte only to make that person twice the son of the devil. This is what we're seeing today. They were they've built big, all right, when they speak when they stand, they, they, they fool the ground. I mean, when you see them, you almost think, well, no, no one like them. And in fact, that is what they are projecting. But this is the day where God is raising a standard where the holy anger of God, hallelujah, is becoming visible and God is awakening the, you know, the Assyrians and the Egyptians and the Babylonians, hallelujah, to go and begin to judge his own people. The Bible says these people, they have no regard for gold or silver. They are, they are not coming to judge you because because of your money. No, they are coming because God sent them. They are coming because God has awakened them. Hallelujah. And so we've got to realize, we've got to understand the days that we're living, the hour that we're living, these are sacred days that demand that we begin to adjust ourselves. This morning I shared a scripture. The Bible says that, you know, this, this rich king sent out, you know, invitation, you know, for his friends to come, you know, enjoy, you know, a party with him as he celebrates, you know, the, the wedding of his son. But and and they, you know, they all gave excuse why they cannot come. Finally, one decided, okay, I'm gonna make it. But he made it with the wrong garment. You see, you've been invited, you are called, you've been invited, but you came with the wrong motive, you came with the wrong agenda, you came with the wrong value system. You come, you 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 came, hallelujah, and perverted that which are right, supposed to be sacred. You came, all right, and perverted amen, the gathering of the saints. You came and perverted a garden that was supposed to be a garden of joy. The Bible says he was found with the wrong garment and the king asked him the, you know, the, 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 the rich ruler actually says, friend, he said, friend what, how did you get into this place? How did you come here with the wrong garment? You, who, who told you that you can come here? Yeah, so, so you see, that guy took advantage. He said, but I know the king. So it doesn't matter if I come with any garment. It doesn't matter if I come with any uniform. No, in this new day, in this day of God's divine order, in this day of God's standard, you can't come the way you are. You've got to come with the right garment. You've got to come with the right code. You've got to come with the right value. You've got to come with the right template. You've got to come with the right mindset. You come, hallelujah, with an order that is contrary to the will of God, you will be judged. Thank you, sir. I see the great men of God all joining this evening. Thank you, Apostle Patrick. Thank you, sir. Thank you, my brother. Adewali, God bless you, sir. Thank you, everyone, for joining this, you know, uh, this broadcast tonight. So, so we're looking at something very important here, and I'm sharing something that I sense that the Lord is tearing in my heart. That, all right, as we continue to see this, all right, we will we, we, we'll be, we'll begin to see the manifestation of, 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 of the judgment of God on every 
on every standard of life, on every pedestal of human existence. All right, as God is judging the church in terms of spiritual leadership, God will be judging, you know, uh, uh, the politicians. God will be judging those who are in charge of the economy and the finance. There is no aspect of human endeavors and life that will be left without being judged. And to be judged means, amen, to weigh those things in, in, in the divine order, in the divine standard of God. The Bible says when the handwriting was read at the palace, remember Belshazzar, when the handwriting was read, amen, the Bible says, the interpretation said, you have been, you have been weighed, you have been weighed in the scale and you have been found wanting. <laughs> You have been weighed. This is the day where God is weighing men. He's weighing our heart. He's weighing our thought. Gone are the days where we say, well, since the day the fathers fell asleep, everything's have been the same. No, <laughs> don't ever think, all right, that the quietness of God, hallelujah, means that he is not involved, means that he's far away, means that he's disconnected from what is happening in the air. God is very relevant and very involved in the affairs of men. In fact, he's the one defining, hallelujah, the affairs of men. There is nothing happening on earth that God is not interested in. There is nothing we will do in terms of our life, family, home, business, amen, that, amen, can be divorced from the very influence of God. If we try to do anything that is outside the will of God, I'm telling you, we will be judged. And therefore, I'm going to read another scripture. The first scripture I read was, you know, First Peter 4, 17. It said, for the time has come that judgment begins at the very household of God. And if it begins with us. What will be the outcome of those who have refused to obey him? What will be the outcome of those who have refused? Who have refused? So God is sending prophets. Some of us listening right now. God is using me as his voice to tell you that judgment is coming. Get your house in order. They say rain is coming. They say where is the rain coming from? <laughs> they say where is the rain coming from? They, they, they say we've never had anything like rain. We've never had anything like fire. No, no. We've never had anything like hurricane. We've never had anything. All right. As God, you know, a, a jail. I mean, you, you watch TV. You see how... You know, God is using the media, the world system to judge the Catholic Church. Recently, all right, one of the cardinals, I think is in is from Canada, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's been he's been he's been prosecuted. He's been prosecuted for what he did years ago. He thought he could get away. I mean, Catholic Church. I mean, that is a system that you dare not touch. God is raising an order that is touching the Catholic Church. That no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how big you think you're built, God will raise a system that will touch you. Didn't God judge the Tower of Babel? Didn't God judge Sodom and Gomorrah? God will judge. Didn't God judge Hallelujah? You know, uh, uh, you know, the, you know the, the, the Philistine. Didn't God judge Goliath of God? <laughs> God will use a man like David to judge the Goliaths of God. Not even David thought he was ready for, for, you know, for, you know, for this judgment. Not even David thought he was ready. I mean, all, he, all they, they did was to send him with cheese and bread. They said, go take cheese and bread to your brother on the war front. David was not a warrior. He had never fought battle before. But he's been on the backside with God. He's been tracking with God. He knows the voice of God. He knows the heart of God. He's been joining in the spirit. He's been traveling in the spirit. He's been aligning his heart. Nobody knew. You see, in the church of David, you're not popular. Halaba, Shayanda. In the church of David, you're not popular. But in the, in the presence of God, heaven rejoices over you. 
I mean, if you're going to build based on what you see in the natural, you're going to build amiss. You're going to, you're going to leave the, the purpose of God. You're going to shift away from the counsel of God. If you're going to depend on what you are seeing, if you're going to run the cat race of, 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 of chasing this, this, this man, this, this fat cows of Bashan, if you're going to look at what this man of God is saying or what you're seeing on the media or what that church is doing, if you're going to be pursuing the 10,000 and the 20,000 auditorium, if you're going to be pursuing oh that you know these people their family you know are, are based in america they go here they go there they've got x x amount of money in their account if you're going to allow that to determine how you work with god how you serve god in this day i am telling you you are going to compromise so we've got to understand we've got to put into context what the spirit of the lord is saying to us it's time to take our eyes off what we see in the natural whatever pleasure you're getting or you're gaining in the now, I tell you, is temporal. This guy, hallelujah, church minister, he never knew that God was going to judge him. The Bushiris of this world never knew that a day is going to come. God is going to steer the heart of South, Af- of South African government all right, to judge him, to bring him into judgment. Every false order of ministry that have taken advantage of the people, I'm telling you, God is raising, you know, unbelievers. God is raising systems that would judge them. These people will not look at who you are. They don't care what you have done. They don't care if you have God knows what. They will judge you. Because it is God that is staring their heart. If you leave it to them, they may just leave you. But this is not just them. This is God staring them. Because he said, a quick walk will I do in righteousness. I will cut it short. Judgment has begun in the house of God. So these are sacred days where we've got to align our hearts. The Bible says, don't you understand that a thousand years is like a day before the Lord? A day before the Lord is like a thousand years. So don't you ever say, oh, because, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've been in this thing. I've been doing this thing for the past 5, 10, 20 years, 50 years. I've never been caught. Don't kid yourself. The day of judgment is coming. And that's why John is saying, the voice of John is saying, every mountain shall be made low, valished. Shall be, you know, shall be filled. The crooked path shall be made straight. That is a standard of judgment. That in the day where God begins to say, I'm about to come. John, go get the path ready for me. John, go and prepare the path. John said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. The wilderness is the place where men have devastated. The wilderness is a place where, you know, men, the system of the world has devastated. But God raised a John. You see, his father was part of the system, but he was not of the system. <laughs> I said his father was part of the system, but he was not of the system. No wonder before, before God, before God ever bring, you know, the ministry of John the Baptist into, into public limelight. There has to be a season of barrenness in the, in the, in the heart, in the spirit, in the, in the womb of Elizabeth. All right. And a lot of us that have gone through, you know, a season of barrenness. Some of us may be going through that season of barrenness. Listen to me. This is the div- divine counsel of God. Don't you ever take that season for granted. Don't you ever think that God has left you know in the days where God wants to usher in a new order, a new generation through the ministry of Isaac. God plunge Sarah into a season of barrenness. Don't you understand that barrenness is, is a ministry? God will plunge us into barrenness to prepare us 
Because when, 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 when God begins to plunge, you know, certain order into a season of barrenness, okay, <laughs> and those who are doing their things, they keep doing their things. No, God, God is just preparing the ground. You see, because everything about God has to do with divine timing and season. I cannot overemphasize this concept. All right. Timing and season is very crucial, all right, to, you know, to the prophetic activities of God, that there are no coincidences when it comes to the things of God, that what you're doing right now, that, you know, uh, may seem as if it's not working, you're praying, but it's like God is not answering your prayer, you're fasting, but it's like the more you fast, you know, you're not seeing anything happening, the more you read, it's like, God, are you actually there, are you speaking to me? Take heart. I've been there. I'm, I'm not saying this thing from a, from a point of cherry. I'm preaching and declaring that which I have been through. I've been in this nation where it seems as if I'm going to lose my mind. God, what are you saying to me? Am I actually doing what you want me to do? Am I positioned? All right, because I am not seen, you know, in that point of, you know, being known and being influential and doing something that everybody can hear and God will shut you down and God will say, say nothing and God will say, just sit there, don't go there, don't be part of them and I'm wondering, am I losing my mind? Am I crazy? But I understand that that is the process of God because in the process of God, everything that looks like or that speaks like that, that talks like amen, the, 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 the values of the world, the system of the world, that ungodly, you know, priesthood of Eli, that God is about to judge, God will strip you of everything. Everything that looks like the, you know, like, like the Eli priesthood. Because you see, Eli is, is, a, is a priest, is a father that has lost his right, that has lost his legitimacy, that has lost his position, that heaven is about to judge. A father that cannot bring correction to his children. A father that cannot say, hey, sit there. You cannot continue to do this. I mean, I, I, I was sharing with a brother today while we, 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 you know, talking about this thing. I'm saying, I mean, I, there was a there was a period where these guys who are causing mayhem and perversion in the land in the name of God were under certain men, were under certain leaders. What was those leaders doing? What were they saying to them? Who was counseling them? Who discipled them? I mean, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was in a place where, I mean, I, I, I knew in my, in, in my heart that my time was, was over in that ministry. I knew it. I just knew it. There was nothing around that could satisfy me. And everybody, I mean, this ministry was an in thing. Everybody was hailing this ministry. Everybody was hailing this man of God. But something in me just said, your time is over in this point. And there's nowhere else to go. And so the best place I thought I could go was a Bible school. And, and in fact, God, that was my saving grace because God knew that, you know, going to a Bible school, living that order and living that state, all right, will plunge me into the next season where I can begin to hear God and begin to understand his mind. Some of us, we're in a place where heaven is saying, it's time to leave there. It's time to break away. You, you, you know, you don't, you don't have to fight people to, you know, to leave. Sometimes you, you outgrow, hallelujah, a place, a season. You outgrow a place, you outgrow a season. 
In fact, you can outgrow the voice of your God knows who. Call him your spiritual father. You can outgrow that voice. The day that which you are hearing on the pulpit no longer minister to you, no longer give you that yes, no longer confirm what God is saying, no longer you know allow you, Amen, to you know to to dig deeper, to quest more, to yearn for more, to you know to seek more. Then you know that your day is over there. And that was me. I knew my day was over. I knew uh, that if I don't leave this place, I'm going to be judged. You see, when a day that you have outgrown a season comes and you don't respond to the requirement of God, then you are ready to be judged. Because God will begin to bring things all right, that will begin to judge you, that will begin to judge you. And if you don't listen and, and respond to the judgment of God, then guess what? You're ready for condemnation. Because that's what happens when God begins to send his prophet. God begins to you know correct you. God begins to send people to you, send a word to you, to bring you to correction, to bring you to alignment. And you don't respond, then you are ready to be what? To be condemned. The Bible says, he who has been warned several times and refuses to listen and refuses to act will be condemned. I knew a lot of people back then in 1991, 1990, 1991, that they were supposed to have shifted because you see that was a that was a time lapse. In the move of God in the earth where a, a season sh- shift, just like I'm feeling it right now. What I felt back then in the 90s, in, you know, 1991, 92, 93, those three years were, were a time of transition to leave that charismatic order and shift into the new emphasis of the spirit. But not too many people hearken to it. As much as all right, those of us who even came into, into that which the Lord was saying might not have been ready, yes, but we have to go through that tutelage stage. We have to go through that infant stage. You see, when you, when you come into a new season, hallelujah, what you thought you knew, in fact, the position you heard, hallelujah, in your former order as a leader, as a father, becomes amen, a, 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 a position that you will have to you know, submit and surrender yourself in the next order for you to grow up into that which the spirit of the law is emphasizing in the next season. So, so you cannot jump as a father from one season to the next and still continue to be a father. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to come down. You come down, you learn. You see, when, when, when God begins to shut a season, it begins to plunge you into, into blindness, into blindness. The things you, you used to know, they used to excite you. Suddenly you don't understand those things again. Why? Because there's a change in the spirit. Why? Because God has shifted something in the spirit. Amen. Your position of accuracy becomes, amen, your position of blindness in the new day, in the new season. Oh, Rabbi Shayam Dabayada. And so we shifted into this new season and begin to hear the emphasis of God. But there were people, all right, who were carried away with the excitement of that past season. They were carried away with that which, you know, everybody was looking at and everybody was excited about. Meanwhile, the voice of God has shifted. That was the point the Lord said to me. You've got to understand the message of the two trumpets. God said to Moses, make two trumpets. We're tracking something about the mind of God relating to the judgment of God. These are days of judgment. 
And I hope you are still following me. All right. The Bible says, God said to Moses, make two trumpets. One, one for the scattering of the people, for the movement of the people. The other one is for the gathering of the people. So if you are hearing, you better know how to hear the two trumpets. Hallelujah. Sounding at the same time. The Bible says, if a trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare themselves? So there has to be a clarity, a distinction of that which the Spirit of the Lord is seen and demanding. Amen. For a season. So if God is saying blow the trumpet of advancement of movement and the people now begin to decide to gather and continue to do church hallelujah we continue you know we continue sunday to send it to us <laughs> to assemble hallelujah and rejoice and dance and celebrate ah we are setting up ourselves for what for judgment because that was happened to the children of israel the more they gather in jerusalem the more they gather and do their own thing the more god raised hallelujah you know uh, 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 persecution on the church because at that point in time they were supposed to go into the world spread the gospel so they didn't know how to navigate they didn't know how to how to how to access the next season if you don't access the next season in the time that god is demanding earlier the bible says to everything there is a time and there is a season when we miss the time and the seasons of God, we open up ourselves for judgment. We open up ourselves for judgment. Let me repeat what I've said. If we, if we don't know how to access the seasons of God upon our life, if we don't know, if a nation, hallelujah, if a church does not know how to access amen, the season of God, if the church is not preparing and equipping a nation to access the next seasons of God for their life, that nation, that church, hallelujah, opens herself to the judgment of God. Noah understands this principle and he taught us this principle. That when God begins to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to condemn the world. Noah, but I needed to build an ark. I mean, if, if the people of his day had just watched Noah, just watching Noah and said, this guy is different. <laughs> what this guy is doing is different. What this guy is saying is different. If they had just gone to him and said, Mr. Noah, what are you doing? What kind of a building is this? What kind of a structure are you building? I'm sure Noah must, must have explained to them or would have explained to them and said, oh, well, this is what God told me. Judgment is coming. But guess what? Guess what? They were laughing at him. Because Noah does not, does, not, does not sound like them. Noah is not building what everybody is building. The house of Noah is not looking like the house of everybody. You see, people like it when you look like them, talk like them, when you act like them, all right? When you are pally-pallying with them, they like it, you know? Uh, just, be, just be among us. But the moment you say you want to be different, the moment you say, no, I, I'm not going to be part of this, then you are their enemy. That's why people hate the voice of the true prophet. Because the voice of the true prophet does not follow the crowd. Does in fact, in fact, stands against crowd. As much as they want to win the crowd, but they will not follow the crowd. They only seek to follow the cloud. You will never see Jesus succumb to the crowd. A time came, there was a time that they literally wanted to seize Jesus to make him a king. What did he do? He ran away. <laughs> He ran away. They literally wanted to make him king. Is that not what the world wants today? We leverage on the ministry to become kings. Then we call ourselves, we're kings and we're prince. Meanwhile, you have not even learned the principle of submission. If you have not learned the principle of submission, how can you be a leader? How can you be a king? If you be a king, if they ever make you a king without learning the principle of 
dying and submitting and being selfless, you are going to turn the people to slave. You are going to enslave the people. And that's what is happening today. You hear men of God talk and you wonder, have these men actually become gods? In fact, they've become gods. They've become gods. Somebody says, if you ever, if you ever leave this church, I will curse you. Uh -uh. Who gave you such a permission? If you ever, if you ever do this, then you are no longer my son. Who made your father? An illegitimate father. Talking about being a father to somebody else. If you have not known the father, the true father, I love what my, my friend, you know, you know, Apostle Patrick, so you're, you're watching. I love what you said. If you have not, if you have not, if you have not known the true father, how can you be a father in the earth? For you to be a father in the earth, your heart, your soul, your spirit must be connected to the heartbeat of the father, our father in heaven. If you have not known that father, you can never be a true father in the earth. You have no place. You have no legitimacy. You have no voice. Those are people calling themselves fathers. They need to shut up. In fact, that is my next walk now. I need to shut them up. We need to start calling them by name and shut them up. You say you're an apostle. You say you're a prophet. But you don't even understand what it means to serve. Which God are you representing? Which ministry are you representing? Which, which calling are you representing? Look at what they have done across the land. They've messed up our work. They've messed up the face of the church. They are destroying the values and the inheritance. The holy inheritance of God. They're destroying it. And somebody said, well, don't talk about it. Just, just, just leave it alone. We cannot leave it alone. Because when God wants to judge, I've said it before in, in our past series, when God wants to judge, he raises a man that he uses to judge. And that's why when God begins to use people like me to speak, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of God. I, I'm very aware of my position and I'm asking God, have mercy on me. Because I tell you, when, when God begins to raise you to begin to highlight the iniquities and the perversion and the wickedness in the church, guess what? Every eyes is going to be on you. Every finger is going to be pointing to you. But the Lord is our judge. So judgment is beginning in the house of God. And this judgment is going to be manifesting on a very large scale in the world system. God is going to be judging. And so once again, let me invite you again to Matthew chapter 3. Because I believe Matthew chapter 3 is, is a yastic, is a standard. This morning we looked at you know, Genesis chapter 6. When God said, yes, I'm going to destroy the earth. I'm going to wipe man away from the face of the, of, of the earth. Bible says in verse 7, then Noah found favor in the eyes of God. And then we saw three things. Alright? That, 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 that separated Noah. The Bible says he was a, he, he was a, he was a righteous man. Alright? He, 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 he feared God. He walked with God. And he shunned iniquity. Just like Job. God was going to use Job amen, as a yastic of the ministry of sonship. The Bible says the sons of God gathered. And, 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 and Lucifer himself gathered. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? And, 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 and Lucifer said, oh, come, come on, God. You know, you know why Job is serving you? Isn't that because you've, done, you've, you've built an edge around him? You've, you've blessed him. You've done this. You've done that. Why don't you take those things and see if this guy is not going to curse you to your face? You see, because, you know, uh, 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 Lucifer actually thought that every person, everyone, amen, is like him. 
because he thought that you know uh, 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 his position his, his his position that that he had as a cherubim that covered Alia was a privileged one that he could take advantage of he thought amen that that was how the heart of every human being is and God said you know what I'm going to allow you you go touch Job all right do whatever you want to do take those things from him but you don't touch his soul I'm telling you that was God's judgment but this judgment was to was to was to bring condemnation to Lucifer himself was to show to the principalities and to the powers of the earth earlier that there are those working in the earth that they are not serving God for gain. They're serving God because they passionately love him. They're serving him because he's their father. They're serving him because they understand their position of representation in the earth. What an order. Whenever God wants to judge a generation, you begin to see, hallelujah, you know, uh, uh, an interaction in the heavenlies. And and I sense something is happening right now in our day, in our time, regarding the souls of our time, regarding the souls of our generation. The Bible says in those days, John chapter 3, excuse me, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. I was saying this, that the wilderness is the place that we, we come out from. If God is going to bring you into the next season, then you must be coming from a, a place called the wilderness. You can be living in the palace, but that palace, amen, is in the context of a wilderness. So wilderness is not just a physical place of lack. Wilderness is the condition of your spirit in terms of tracking the prophetic intention of God for that generation. You've got to know how to create and find a wilderness in the day where God is saying, I'm about to shut down a generation, shut down a ministry, shut down hallelujah, a season, find your wilderness. Because that is the place heaven prepares you to access the next day, to access the next season. There is a time and a season for everything, for every purpose under the earth. If you don't know hallelujah, how to navigate times and season through divine purpose, you will be a default. You will be judged. The Bible says in those days, John came out of the wilderness. He came from the wilderness of Judea. Saying this is what he was declaring. This was his proclamation. This was his message. Just like the message that I am preaching as I'm coming out of my wilderness in this season, saying to the to the nation of South Africa, Alia, to the nation of Nigeria, to the nation of Ghana, to the nation of Cameroon and Sierra Leone, saying to the nation of Zambia and Zimbabwe, you know, and, and all the, the, the you know the, the, the continents, all the, the continents of Africa, Alia, saying that this day we need to align our heart we need to align ourselves to a day of repentance because heaven hallelujah is coming there's a proximity of the kingdom of god there, there is a nearness of the kingdom of god to your house to your home to your family to your ministry to your city to your nation something is about to happen in the earth the kingdom of god hallelujah is coming down therefore you need to change your garment you need to change your emphasis your 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 your, your declaration your proclamation has to change your voice hallelujah has to change your look has to change your garment has to change lest you be caught in the crossfire of God's judgment repent for the kingdom of heaven is near the kingdom of heaven means that that which is coming down is completely aberrant is strange is different from that which you have subscribed to it's the kingdom of heaven. 
This is not the kingdom of America. This is not the kingdom of, of, of Europe. No, this is the kingdom of, of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is coming down. When the values of God begins to make landfall. God help you. God help you. God help you if you have if you have, if you have not prepared yourself. Bible says Bible says prepare to meet your God. You who are seeking the appearance of God, like they said in the book of Malachi, you're seeking you're seeking God, you're seeking Him to come. But hey, you are not you are not aligning yourself. You're preaching. Oh, He's coming. You're declaring He's coming. You're declaring we're in a day of reformation. We're in a day of the move of God. We're in a day of God's 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 power. Well, but guess what? You are not preparing to you know to meet God. You are you're not. You're not creating that manger where there will be a bathing of that which you're proclaiming and declaring. You are not aligning yourself. You are not positioning yourself, hallelujah, to your own Bethlehem, hallelujah. There's no manger prepared for God. You're not creating that swaddling cloth, hallelujah. Your life, amen, is not measuring up, you know, to, you know, to, 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 the, to the seven rainbow color, hallelujah, of, of the coat of Joseph. You, you are going to find yourself in a place of being defeated. Our proclamation must align with our preparation. It's coming. They say, where is rain coming from? Jesus said, you fool. You know how to discern the times and the season. You know how to discern the weathers. But you cannot discern. You cannot discern, hallelujah, the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Listen, brother, I'm not talking about rapture here. I'm talking about a day where Christ is going to be manifest to you, hallelujah, in a new way, in a new light, hallelujah, in a better, clearer proximity. I'm talking about a day. Don't you understand that before Jesus finally comes to earth, in person, he, his coming will begin to become a reality, you know, more and more. We, you used to know him on a 30 fold level, uh, and now he's coming in a degree that is revealing himself in a 60 fold reality so that the day he finally appears, you will not be shocked. The day Christ finally appears, you and I should not be shocked because we have been tracking his coming, we've been aligning our heart, amen. We have been yielding to his judgment, hallelujah. We've been falling on the rock every time. Heaven says, come on, I don't like that order. You fall on that rock. If the rock breaks you and you, you stand up being, being, being reformed, being equipped, amen. You, you journey with God. And then, then the next five, of you, five years of your life, they call you back. They say, come fall on the rock. You say, yes, sir. I'm ready to fall on the rock. You fall on the rock again. The rock breaks you because every time the rock breaks you, you align to something that looks heavenly. You align to something that sounds heavenly. Every part of your dimension that is earthly must come into the nymphos of the heavenly you must be caught up in the cloud of the spirit that is not designed hallelujah by the earthly order the bible says they watch him as 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 he goes and and disappeared into the cloud the bible says as 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 you see in the format of of his of his going so shall it be in the days of his coming come on he is coming and as he comes you've got to prepare him a room you've got to prepare your heart every aspect of your being every aspect of your life every aspect of your ministry your family your marriage your money has to be aligned to the divine prophetic intention of god is is called the kingdom of god is near you the nearer the kingdom the higher the standard of the spirit come on 
I said the nearer the kingdom, the higher the standard of the spirit. The nearer the kingdom, the demand for your righteousness, the demand for you to align, the demand for you to, 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 to walk in closeness with God, the demand for you to hear. Once as the Lord spoken, twice I've heard that the, the, the nearer the kingdom, the more you have to respond to the cry of the spirit. That's not the time to go start doing some crazy things. That's not the time to, you know, to, 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 to give yourself amen, to some Jezebel and to some Delilah. That won't be the time for you to, you know, to start running you know, to Tarsus, when they say go to Nineveh, that's, that's not the time to, you know, to be selfish and to be self-centered. That is not the time to be in competition. In the days of the nearness of the kingdom, my God, that is a time of sacredness. That is a time where you must die. That is a time where you must see God shine your light on me, beam your light on me, expose every part of me that is self-centered. God, I embrace your day. I embrace your will. I embrace your counsel. I embrace your order. I am living for you and you alone. That's not the day to start going buying limousine. That's not the day to start buying aeroplane and aircraft here. That's not the time. Listen, the Bible says it may be lawful, but it's not expedient. You've got to understand that in the nearness of the kingdom, you begin to live by that which is expedient. It may be lawful. There's nothing wrong in you owning an aeroplane. There's nothing wrong in you owning a 2050 thousand hundred thousand signature but guess what is it expedient for the season you don't want to do things that will put you in a very difficult position you don't want to do things that you cannot maintain you don't want to plunge yourself in the name of ministry you don't want to do things in the name of well where god has blessed us <laughs> we are prospering <laughs> come on if you want to show prosperity don't show it by by the state of your of your, of your uniform you know your <laughs> you know your suit and the car you ride no no car is just for mobility you show it by how you represent God in value. How you represent God in proximity. How you represent God in his standard. How you represent God before the kings of the earth. You want to, you want to live a life that is full of wealth. That people, nations can stream to you. They can stream to your God. The Bible says creation is groaning. Groaning. Not for men who are wealthy. Not for men who are, who are prosperous. Creation is groaning in anticipation for those who carry the true wealth of the kingdom is called sons of God. Those who carry the wealth of, of the kingdom of God are embellished with a name called sons of God. It is the highest order of, of influence and leadership a man can carry, can have. And sons of God is not the number of, you know, churches you're pastoring. No, is that you have a standing before heaven. That when God wants to do anything in the earth, they can pass you by. They say, will God do anything in the earth without first consulting with his friend? Abraham, my God, what a man, what a wealth in the earth, what a order, what a representative in the earth. God will not, God will not go to Sodom and Gomorrah to judge that city without stopping by. If God was ever hungry and thirsty of something in the earth, would you know about it? Would they tell you? 
Will they whisper to you that we are on our way to Sodom and Gomorrah? This is what we're talking about, friends. Let's 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 revert revert back, amen, to the values of heaven. Let's go back to that which heaven requires of us. Let's not continue to chase these ungodly things. Men call success in ministry today. God is judging that system. God is judging that order. This is the day heaven is calling us once again to trim our weak. When your weak is dim and dying, you no longer see. Your light becomes dim. Your day, be- your, your day becomes night. It's time to cry out. Bible says in the day of God's judgment, men will be groping in noonday. They'll be putting their hands on the wall to, to search for the path. These are days where God is saying, allow me to plunge you into a three days of blindness so that I can awaken your sight in the new day of my spirit, in the new day of my purpose, in the new day of my counsel. I want to bring you into a new dimension of sight, of heavenly order, of tracking the path of the spirit, the Asian path. But guess what you've got to embrace this day of judgment where you go into a season three days season of blindness can you do that see these guys will not allow god to plunge them into blindness <laughs> they, they, jesus said because you say you see he said to the pharisee he said because you say that you see then you are blind then you're blind the fact that you think that you see it shows that you are blind. But when you begin to acknowledge your blindness, say, God, in this new day that you are demanding sight, in this new day that you are proclaiming sight, I embrace my blindness, I embrace my darkness, and I'm crying out for your sight. Listen, sight is not measured by the number of your crowd, of your church. Science is not measured by the, by the, by the number of, of, of your, you know, of, of your, of your wealth. No, no, it's not, it's not designed, it's not defined by how much you have in the bank account. In this new day, you cannot measure proximity with God, amen, by how much you've got. Oh no, I cannot stop emphasizing this. You've got to understand that it's something called the wealth of the kingdom. He said you've got to travel with a bag, with a bag that does not wax old you've got to travel with a bag that does not wax old a bag hallelujah that thieves and robbers cannot invade everything disorders of men who call themselves leaders have built their life on are being judged right now God is judging the crowd didn't God say I will scatter then God says, I will scatter the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Yes, sir. You're welcome, my brother, Gaffa. God said, I'm going to strike. I'm going to strike the shepherd. I'm going to strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter it's called judgment and there are shepherds right now i'm sorry to say many of many of the people watching tonight are men of god so i'm not this i don't want i want to, i don't want this message to sound sound as if i'm bashing you but i'm just declaring that which you know heaven has given to me this is a prophetic voice this is a prophetic word 
This is a word that is not that is not meant for, or you know, is not tied to one person. This is this is this is a word, amen, for our time, for our generation. We need to stand and repent on behalf of the body of Christ. We need to come together and say, God, have mercy on the church. We build fat. But our fat is a rep, is a reflection of elephantiasis. You're growing big, but you're not healthy. We need healthy church. Not just fat churches. We need healthy church. Not just fat churches. We need healthy churches. Same church. Not insane church. Not, not churches reflecting insanity. We need men of God. Who have not been bought. We need people who have not sold their birthright. Who are not ashamed of where they are. Who are not ashamed to declare where they stand. This is the day of the Lord, friends. And so as the, as the Father continues to speak to us, we need to, we need to put so many things into alignment. We need, to, we need to look into our heart. We need to look into our lives. We need to look into the current emphasis of the Spirit. There's another scripture I quickly want to read. In fact, there are two scriptures I'm going to read, hopefully. <laughs> Then we begin to call it an evening. So it said, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, repent for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God is near. For the kingdom of God is near. This is he. Now you see the tonation change. He started by declaring the kingdom of God. So the appearance of the kingdom is a manifestation of a person called he. He said, this is he. Who was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. So basically he was actually repeating what has been prophetically declared. In the day of the nearness of God. In the days of the ushering in of a new season. In the calendar of God. Hallelujah. There is a prophetic voice that ushers in. Amen. The ministry of Christ. The kingdom of God is not just some value system. The kingdom of God is a reflection of a personality. It's called Christ. The kingdom of God is not just about a system. It's about a person. A person meaning our life has to marry, has to flow, has to reflect the order, the standard of this being called Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You see, a, a kingdom is reflected by the authority, the, the, you know, the power, the influence, the value system of the ruler. If I want to know the state of, of South Africa as a nation, I don't need to go to every state, every province. No, you just need to look at amen, the value system of the person at the end of affairs. You see, that's why a leader, just by his word, just by an action, can destroy, can truncate the counsel of God. You see, a kingdom is represented amen, by the king on the throne. In fact, the king on the throne is a reflection, amen, is a reflection, is the very image, is the very epitome, is the very value of the, of the kingdom. That's why we cannot talk about kingdom without understanding, without, without understanding the reality and the personality, the value system, the culture, the philosophy, amen, that drives Christ. So you can't talk about the kingdom of God, but your life, amen, is contradicting everything that Christ represents. I mean, sometimes I wonder, how can you be talking kingdom? But what, what I'm seeing reflects completely something different. 
That ought to be the value, the standard of what we define as, as kingdom. This is what John showed us. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is near. And then he went, he said, this is he. So the kingdom is a reflection of a person. Don't say kingdom where your life is not reflecting. Your values is not reflecting. Your pattern of existence, your values of thinking, your values of perception, your values of interaction, relationship is not manifesting Christ. You're lying. The kingdom of God is a reflection of a divine being called Christ. Karabayada. This is he. Whom the prophet spoke about. Whom the prophet Isaiah spoke about. A voice of one. This is what John is declaring regarding hallelujah, the appearance. Regarding, regarding the appearance of the kingdom of God. Reflected in the name of in the life of a person called Christ. For this is he. That was spoken by prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare. He called him out of the wilderness. The day heaven begins to call a company of people. A tribe of people. Out of their wilderness. Remember I told you when God begins to judge a nation the first thing he does is he calls a company of people. He sends them into the wilderness. That, that wilderness is a place of transition where they prepare you for the next season. So now God is calling. You see when God sends you into the wilderness is the one that must call you out of the wilderness. You can't say you've been sent into the wilderness by God and then when the fire comes and the wind comes and the rain comes and the trial comes and the famine comes and you say uh oh I, I don't think, I think I've done my time in the wilderness. You, excuse me, you cannot promote yourself out of the wilderness. You've got to wait. You've got to wait for your calling. The Bible says in, in, you know, in, 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 um, Luke chapter, Luke chapter three, the Bible says, and the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came to John the Baptist in the wilderness and from the wilderness he left and went to Jerusalem and the first thing we saw when he left Jerusalem was that he went to confront Philip Ah, you you've done evil you shouldn't have taken your brother's wife you see if you are if you are if you have transited long enough and journey long enough in the wilderness. You see, in the wilderness, they shut you away from every other voice. And they begin to align you. And begin to prepare you for a voice of one. Hallelujah. Calling from the wilderness. If you have stayed long enough in the wilderness, you are going to come out of the wilderness bold, courageous, strong. No wonder David could be, hallelujah, a true leader who could face young men young man a teenager but he was ready to take the very reflection hallelujah of the authority of a nation by the name goliath of god with a sling <laughs> oh hallelujah <clears throat> you see when you come out of the wilderness you don't need any formality to be ready. You've been ready. They prepare you ready. That's why in the days when you see all this mess going on, what do you do? You plunge yourself. You, 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 you embrace the school of the wilderness. You're not running away. That's not hiding. You're going for training. Because the next time you're going to be coming out of that wilderness, fire is going to be blazing out of your eyes. Your voice is going to be like the voice of a roaring lion. No one will be able to stand when you speak. See, that's why somebody like me, I'm not afraid of anyone. Uh -uh. I speak. I speak in wisdom. 
Voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his path. You better believe it. Every path of God is going to be straight in our day. Make straight his path. And then we, they began to describe, you know, the, the nature of John. But I quickly want to read some other scripture, you know, before I begin to round up tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Let me go to Isaiah chapter 3. I like, I like the scripture. This is one of the scripture the Lord began to emphasize, you know, to me as, as, as he began to, you know, talk about this concept of the day of God's judgment, the day of his judgment. Look at this scripture, Isaiah chapter 3 verse, um, in fact, if you begin to read Isaiah, from Isaiah chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, it begins to, you know, explain and narrate to us the state of the nation of Israel. Two things began to happen. What God wants to do, you know, in righteousness, God's prophetic counsel and his judgment. God's prophetic counsel. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to judge the land. But when I judge the land, these are the, these are the things that will be coming out of the judgment of God. It, you know, that's why he said, you know, in chapter two, that in that day, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted. Amen. But then as, as he tells us what is going to be happening in the days of the end, he's also telling us, amen, the reflection and the standard of his judgment upon the people that have refused to align their heart, align themselves, amen, to his standard, to his will. And so you, 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 you see in chapter 3, he begins to speak about the concept of judgment. Now, then in verse 13 of, of that chapter, chapter 3, he says, the Lord takes his place in the court. What do you do in the court? You judge. He said, the Lord takes his place in the court. He rises to judge the people. The Lord enters into judgment against the elders and the leaders of his people, of his own people. So don't tell me God doesn't judge his own people. God does judge his people and he's judging his people right now so that they will not be condemned with the world. The world says, yes, we hear you, but we don't want to accept him. God said, okay, if you do that, you judge already, you condemn already. But you that know the truth and refuse to do, the Bible says you'll be, you'll be beaten with many stripes. So what God is doing right now is that he's flogging a lot of people with many stripes because they know the truth, but they have refused to hearken to the truth. And that stripe is to awaken them. The Lord takes his place in, in the court. He rises to judge the people. The Lord enters into judgment against the elders and the leaders of his, of, of his people. It is you who have ruined my vineyard. This is the reason why God is judging. They ruined his vineyard. Where is the vineyard, vineyard of the Lord? What is the vine, vineyard of the Lord? The church, the assembly of the people, the company called the body of Christ. The Bible says these elders... And these leaders, they've ruined the vineyard of, God, of the Lord. He said, it is you who have ruined my vineyard. You plunder, the, you, you, plunder, you plunder from the poor. In your houses, you plunder from the poor. In your houses, in your churches, in your ministry. You, you plunder from the poor. You take from the If I, you don't take. Bible says they plunder from them. What do you mean? By crushing my people. And grind the face of the poor, declares the Lord Almighty. The Lord, the, the Lord says, the women of Zion are, are <laughs> look at this one. <laughs> the, the Lord says, the women of Zion are haughty, walking along with outstretched neck, <laughs> flattering with 
fluttering with their eyes, tripling along with, with, with inchy steps, with ornament jingling on their neck. Therefore, the Lord will bring saw on the head of the women of Zion. The women here represent the church. The Bible says, the Lord said, regarding the women of Zion, walking along with outstretched neck. That, that is an epitome, a reflection, a, prof, a symbolic reflection of pride. A church full of pride. The Bible says the women of Zion, they are walking amen, with a haughty look, with a stretched neck. You know how they do the catwalk? <laughs> oh, this is, this is funny, but I tell you, this is a sacred thing, but it's funny to me. It says they're walking, they're walking along with a stretched neck, flat, you know, fluttering with eyes, you know, blinking their eyes. What does that tell you? You know, you can interpret that. Tripping along with, with you know, with mising steps. With the ornament, with the ornament jingling around their necks. Come in. I mean, we're talking about this is this is a scripture I'm reading. Yes, a scripture that I mean is written some four thousand years ago, where you would think these people knows nothing about about modesty, about you know about fashion. This is the epitome of fashion here. Is this not what we're seeing today in our churches? Selfie church. When we finish the next thing, when, the moment before, in fact, before we come out of church, we post our selfie on, on Facebook. <laughs> Women of Zion, God help us. This is what brought judgment. God says, it is you elders and you leaders who oppress my people, who, plund who plundered the poor. Then he went, the next thing, began to talk about the women of Zion. The women of Zion, amen, is a reflection of the church. Walking along with outstretched necks. With flattening with, with their eyes. Tripping along with mising steps. With ornament jingling on their necks. Therefore the Lord will bring sore on their head. The Lord will bring saw on their head. Oh, Rabashayanda Yadaba. You know what that means? A shame. God is going to shame them. I will bring saw on their head. If, you're, if there's saw on your head, you can't, you can't be tripping and be walking and, you know, and, and, be, and, be, and be jingling with your, you know, with your, you know, with your jingles. <laughs> Oh, Rabbi Yanda. These are, these are powerful prophetic descriptions for us here. Of the state of the church. It's stinking to God. Therefore the Lord will bring Saul on the head of the women of Zion. The Lord will make their scar bald. Verse 18. In that day the Lord will snatch away. Look, look at this. In that day the Lord will snatch away their finery. The bangles. And the hairbands. The crescent on their neck. The crescent of their necklace. 
the earrings and their bracelets and their veils, their veils, their headdresses and their and their ankle chains and and sashes and perfume bottles and charms and the, and the, and the signet rings and their nose rings, their their fine robes and their and their caps and clocks and their posses and their mirrors. And the lineage garments, all will be judged. I mean, look at this is a description of a well dressed woman. The Lord said, I'm gonna judge this order. So when you look at this, don't don't just look at a physical woman, you've got to look at this, all right, as 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 a symbolic of of, of the church, of a church that has gone into Alotry that has gone into idolatry that has gone into perversion, a church that is full of lust, wickedness, iniquity, a church that enticed people that teaches the Nazarenes to drink wine, hey, <laughs> a church that perverts his own, that causes corruption and iniquity to reign, a church without a voice, like I told you earlier. This is a church of Eli. A church that has no voice. A church that the fathers are afraid to speak truth to their sons. Because of the money. Because of the tithe and offering. They are afraid to speak the truth from the pulpit. We don't want to talk about that. Because then (coughs) people are not going to give again. They are going to run to us in a church B. Let them scatter. Tell them the truth and let them scatter. Is that not what God says? I will strike the shepherd. I will scatter the sheep. Friends, these are things that we need to consider. These are words we need to look into. We need to ask ourselves, where have we gone wrong? We've got to come to a day where we begin to dress again like John. John was clothed. John was clothed. With with camel's hair. He had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locust and wild honey. Brethren, we've got to change our garments. We've got to change our, our diet. Got to change our look. We've got to change our perception. We've got to change our location. The Bible says people went out from Jerusalem. Listen to this. People went out from Jerusalem and all Judea and from every region of Jordan confessing their sins. They were and confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in River Jordan. Come on. We need we need a new order of prophetic men again who represent the order of John that people can be baptized into them. You know, do you know what that means? They they, they get baptized into the value of this man, the sea, that is coming to reflect Christ because he's the voice of one. So they were not just being baptized to John, they were baptizing into what John represents. We've got to change. We've got to ask ourselves a lot of questions. We've got to begin to reorder our lives. So many things the Lord have you know, shared with us today. So many things. This is the second 
message that we've, we've preached today. And I'm so happy. I'm so glad that, you know, I, I could bring across the word of God, you know, to us in, in, the, in, the, in the way and in, in the direction to which the spirit of the Lord would direct me. There are a lot of things I would have loved to share that I couldn't share tonight. But hopefully tomorrow, maybe I'll continue with this. But I just really want to encourage you to please look into your life. Look into your life and begin to highlight those areas that needs to be dealt with, that needs to be adjusted. Those areas that need to, you know, be corrected. Those areas that need to receive, okay, the attentions of the Spirit. Don't, don't, don't. Don't, don't bother about people. See, when you bother about oh, who is looking at you, what they're gonna say, that's then then you've been then you've been captured. This is the time where you need to bother about what the spirit of the Lord is saying. What is the Lord saying to you? What is the Lord saying about your ministry? What is the Lord saying about your family, your children, your, your husband, your wife? What is the Lord saying about your finance? What is the Lord saying to you about your environment, your immediate community? What is God saying to you about the church? Friends, it's time we fall on our knees and begin to call upon the name of the Lord again. We need to ask God to, to help us. We need to call upon him. We need mercy in this season and time. I'm going to pray, uh, play a song just before we go. I, I, I love the song. I, I love, you know, my, you know a, a song written by McBowen. McBowen. Uh, you know, I'm an, I'm an old-timer when it comes to songs. I'm very particular about the songs that I listen to. There, there is this song I want to play. And, you know, this song just basically rap covers, you know, epitomize. You know, this message is called Mercy and it's taken from Psalm 143. So I'm just going to play this song. Just listen. Thank you, Father.
Have mercy on your church. We cry out for mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy. Mercy, Father. Jesus. Jesus. Halabashiende. Halalamushianda. Indarabaye Derebo. Friends, may God have mercy on us. May God's word awaken our heart to cry for God's mercy in this season in time. I don't know about you, I've been touched. I've been impacted. And we all need to really go back to God and seek his face. If not for ourselves, on behalf of the church, there has to be a company of few there has to be that remnant, that remnant, that remnant of the sons of Zadok. That remnant that refuse to join affinity with a company of them that perverts the order of God. We've got to stand out, brethren. Let this word let this message, let this truth. Oh, Father. Oh, I'm going to play that song again. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, just pray. Wherever you are, just pray. Pray, brethren. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray along with me. Just pray along with me. Just pray. 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 Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Andere bayatala baba. Lenda bo shayada ninenos kabayande. Mercy, mercy on me. Come on, come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Ask God for mercy. Mercy for your soul. Mercy for the soul of the church. Mercy for the soul of your of your of your family, your friends, the body of Christ. Come on, of our nation. Let's pray. Karabayada. God have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. We ask for your mercy. Thank you, Father. Oh, does your heart feel like a stone? Does your heart feel like a stone? Do you feel like darkness around you? Come on. Come on. This is the time to lift your hands to him alone. Cry for mercy. Mercy. Mercy on me. Thee, Lord, have mercy on me. Mercy. Mercy on me, dear Lord, have mercy on me. Halabashiende.
Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Thank you, Brother Derek. May, may the Father have mercy on us. Thank you so much, friends, for joining tonight, for being part of this broadcast. I have been richly blessed. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I don't know what the Father has in stock for us tomorrow, but tomorrow, hopefully, we're going to have another one or two sessions. So you want to join me. I'll let you know what time we're going to are going to be coming on air. I don't know. You know, this thing, it just flow by the Spirit. It may be so early in the morning. It could be you know, in midday or, or evening, but I know tomorrow I'll be back. I just quickly want to, you know, um, share an announcement with you. Um, we're having our program. We're having, you know, uh, All Believers Kingdom Lifestyle. Um, one day program is coming, all right? We're going to be having, I don't know if you can see this, all right? All right, but we're going to be having this um program in Franjou Care, All Believers Kingdom Lifestyle Gathering. Alright, the title says it all, All Believers Kingdom Kingdom Lifestyle Gathering. Okay, this is going to be in Franjou Care on the 16th, right? It's just a day program. We believe in the Lord to take the same spirit of what we are declaring here, alright? to you know to the people out there and uh, if you want us to have something like this you know wherever you are whatever province or state you are you can please let me know we will be glad all right to plan a program and uh, yes reach reach out to you and your community over there because that's the plan we want to reach the body of christ with this program all believers all believers lifestyle kingdom lifestyle gathering all believers so everybody's welcome all right so please pray along with me pray along with us we just want to thank uh brother derek that made this um you know a, a printing possible thank you so much right derek we really appreciate what god is using you to do and everybody that has contributed in one way or the other all right so this is going to be held on the 16th of this month believing god for great time great, great time great time i'm looking forward to it so we're going to be doing that and then um we're going to be having another one so in fact what we want to do is at least have something like this every month okay or every other month but, but you know as the lord will you know grant us grace and resource but we 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 really want to cry out to the lord and reach out to the church and not be quiet so please continue to pray along with us. Continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for, you know, this platform that heaven has made available to, you know, for us to use. And uh, yes, we believe God for great things. So, yeah, um, it's been a wonderful evening. It's been a wonderful time sharing. Thank you, Brother Steve, for joining. Thank you, Sister Dione. It's been a while. All right. Thank you, my sister. Um, Milani uh, Zema, I, I know that I'm pronouncing your name properly uh, this evening. <laughs> if I'm not, please pardon me. All right, I, I, I see you connecting. I just really want to say thank you to another uh, person here, Nukpel, 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 Nukpel. Thank you so much for connecting. All right, I love every one of you. All right, who is all right, my brother, my 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 pastor, Pastor Akinwale. Thank you so much, Pastor Labi. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hallelujah. The Apostle himself and his Paul. Thank you, sir. Thank you for connecting with us. All right, who else? Pastor Pastor Joshua from Ghana. Thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you for joining. Thank you for connecting. All right, who else? 
Brother Ronald, thank you for connecting. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle uh, 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 Nenga, my brother. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for encouraging us. Amen. And that's my good friend. Amen. You know, Pastor David Itodo. Amen. This man knows me. If there's any man that really knows me from where we began from back in those days in Christ Chapel, where we started, you know, in a very humble, you know, uh, uh, background back then we used to pack the chairs together before the lord began to exalt us thank you so much this is a wonderful man of god thank you pastor itodo for joining tonight amen amen thank you thank you uh uh my, my brother thank you so much uh, uh, Yes, uh, my brother Emmanuel, thank you so, so much for joining. And everyone that joined tonight, I really appreciate every one of you. Sorry if I don't call your name, if I didn't mention your name. Please pardon me. All right. God bless every one of you all right, uh, for joining tonight. Um, I'm just going to play one more song. If you want to listen, go ahead and listen. I just love this album. If you want to listen to this album, it's called Be Still. If you go on um, Apple Music, you'll find it. Be Still by... Um, Mac, Mac Bowen Bowen me Bowen in terms of B A L D W I N Mac Bowen okay all right I'm gonna play one more of his song I love his song because these are devotional songs I love devotional songs all right I'm gonna play the last song um the Lord God reigns my daughter love this 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 one I also love it okay I'm gonna play this last one thank you so much and uh, good night enjoy your evening.
Hallelujah. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. God bless you. Bye-bye.